Listeners, you're in for a treat this week. We didn't expect to be back, but we are, and it is season two, episode 14. Silly me, Blake. I forgot about the Tats Tiara next week, so we're still kicking on. There's still group one. So next week will be our last episode. Um, But in the meantime, we've got a cheeky little listed and open handicap day at Rose Hill, Ipswich, and Flemington. Yeah, big one. Well, big big enough, big enough to to have a cheeky... uh... Cheeky Dabble with Dabble. Oh, yeah. If you haven't already, uh, download them on Google Play, the App Store. Give them a check out. Chickity, check them out, as uh, Simo likes to say. No, Simo. Jeez. I don't know. I was on Twitter the other day, and they were talking about Matty Campbell, and I was saying he, he sort of was jittering his words before the like an interview. Then I saw an update. He's all good. So good on you, Matty Campbell. Hope, you, hope you're listening. He's a good bloke, actually. I met him a couple of times at name-dropping. Oh, God. If, you, if you're playing Campbell's Gambles podcast, bingo, Jason Campbell, to name-drop someone, a dollar oh one just saluted. <laughs> um, anyway, last week, Blake, and now now it's a dollar oh one, Blake, to get a big mention. You had a great week, Blake. You had a great week. She's a belter. Bang. Numerian. Bang. Colding. Bang. Private eye. Ouch. Uh, that one stung. <laughs> that one stung like a, uh, like a wasp, that one. Yeah. But yeah, nah, overall, yeah, overall was a ripper. I had plenty of fun. So, and I hope all the, uh, all the listeners did as well. Didn't mention Kiss Some as well. Was able to get up oh, on the Black Book and the Gun Sin. Um, the only one we missed out on was Irish Sequel. And yeah, Private Eye. Well, I mean, you'd take, you'd take the $4.50 to place and run, but man, Pretty pretty stiff watch, I thought. Very stiff, very stiff. Private eye, but um, it's good to see Alligator Blood win. To be fit, like to be honest, if obviously money was on Private Eye and a bit sick, but at the same time, if any horse sort of beat us in that race, Alligator Blood probably be you know fair enough. You know, like I, I I read a report the day after that the owner's wife passed away after the race and whatnot, which was you know I guess a fitting a fitting end to her life that she got to see the blood salute one of her favorite horses. So yeah, I guess, I guess the blood had a, had a wing on each hoof the other day. It's good to see him back in form. He was a bit of a cult hero a couple of years ago. So I guess well done to all the connections and uh, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott for getting him back to full strength, full strength. Um, What about that long distance race? I've written a very derogative term to describe it, which we're not going to go into. Um, Irish sequel bringing the SF Sydney form straight up to Brisbane and it's been a bit of a theme of each carnival in Flemington and Brisbane hasn't it yep indeed indeed it has and um, uh, yeah I'm a bit filthy with myself for overlooking him to be honest um, it, yeah he was clearly going well and um, yeah not just one that goes begging I guess mm. Too easy. Oi, do you want to get into this week's racing? Let's can't wait. Let's go. Got uh, got Boston to watch later today, so we're gonna we're gonna hurry. Got Grant Williams to watch over four and a half points. Get off. Get him off the bench. <laughs> get him off the bench. Um. All right. Rose Hill. Track conditions. Weather. Bias. Cold. Sunny. Rail. Six meters. Track. Can't believe my eyes. Track is set to be a good four. God bless. God hope there is no rain overnight. Um, there shouldn't be. But uh, expect a track bias. Rail out six, good track. Generally favours on speed, doesn't it? 
yeah, um, initial thoughts are that that will be the the favorable pattern. Which I mean, that's that's kind of the default, uh, isn't it? You know, any any track, if you don't know anything about it, you just got to kind of default to the the front half of the field and inside barriers and whatnot. So won't be or won't be deliberately trying to steer away from that too much. Yeah. No, for sure. All right, let's get into the first race and only race we'll be covering at Rose Hill on Saturday. It is race seven, the listed Mikel Cup over the 2,000 metres. Very interesting race here with surf dancer for Adrian Bott and Gay Waterhouse, the current $3 favourite with Dabble. Form lines coming from all over the country with Welsh legend up from Victoria, Skyman having his second start here in Sydney. That's the gallop you with, isn't it, Blake? Uh, yeah, on initial thoughts, yeah, I like uh, I like Skyman quite a bit here. But it's um, little little teaser for a for a horse to come that I'm going to mention at Flemington. Um, but he's got similar form lines, and um, I thought, you know, Mancayan's come out and, and won well since um since beating Beltoro. That that form's pretty strong for mine. Um, La Donda V Tuvalu form is pretty decent as well, and if you go back before that. Uh, 1.9 lengths off Ayrton Streets of Avalon is uh, it looks pretty decent as well. So I think I think Skyman's got the strongest form. And then you look at the last start um, where he ran third to Surf Dancer over this uh, uh, at this track, 200 meters less over the 1800 meters on on uh, soft deck. They ran pretty slowly in that race, didn't they, Jason? Correct, correct. I'm looking at the figures right here on our punting form website 11 and a half lengths to the 600 slower than benchmark yeah exactly exactly so with skyman dead last and surf dancer in the lead um i think you can kind of put two and two together and um to and guess why why i prefer skyman in this race you got spirit ridge in front and the front man uh in the race which i mentioned to jason earlier and they're both drawn wide and they're both um bit more more pace influences in the race so you have to just assume even if they weren't in the race you just have to assume that they don't go 11 lengths slower than standard two times in a row um but with spirit ridge and the front man drawn outside surf dancer i think um that's almost guaranteed that they definitely that they won't be going that slow and with skyman taking so much ground off off surf dancer late last time um and those strong form lines a dry deck as well probably helps uh, Skyman more than Surf Dancer, I thought. So, yeah, Skyman's the way I'm leaning. Um, you you in agreement, Chase? Yes, heavily in agreement here. Does meet Surf Dancer two kilos worse off at the weights, um, which is probably one of the two concerns I have. And then the other concern is get back horse, rail out six metres, typical bias does favour horses on speed at Rose Hill, let alone with the rail out six um however we'll just knock away the negatives and we'll focus on the positives pikey pikey negates all that anyway don't worry about it just ride for luck (laughs) just ride for luck wp brother just just hug the rail save all the ground but as we already mentioned that tempo in that last race was absolutely dreadful um it suited surf dancer to an absolute t um as you if you watch the replay of that race they all just bunched up on the home turn and it just really became like a 400 meter dash home um, Skyman was out wide and just really working. So I think W Pike just riding cold from the barrier. They should go a faster speed, as Blake's already alluded to. Spirit Ridge, Dr. Drill, um, possibly the front man too. 
And, you know, Gay Waterhouse does have youth spirit in the race. So youth spirit, barrier one, T Park on board. You'd like to think there might be a bit of speed there too. Um, yeah, I just, I think Skyman, second favourite. I think that's a pretty fair, fair price. He probably should be favourite um, with all the, I guess, the, in my opinion, he has a few things weighted in his favour this time. Um, and yeah, I don't really need to touch base on this race. It's not really a race I'm going to be looking forward to. Um, in saying that, there's probably a few races this week that I won't be looking forward to. But um, there could be a decent edge here with Skyman. So he, I reckon he might be worthy of a bet here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's already come in quite a bit as well from the from the opening price. I just thought Welsh Legend as well. Um, looking away from Skyman, Welsh Legend's going pretty well um, and it's pretty consistent. So she might be an interesting one depending um, how they look on the day. But yeah, Skyman pretty good for me, I think. Jeez, is that was that CJ Wallace saying? Can you stop spruiking Welsh Legend? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's he's calling from Ascot in the middle of the night. So, mate, what are you doing, mate? Yes. All right, spoil the party. Yeah, don't spoil the party. We've got home affairs and notorious to come. Jeez, that's gonna be. I'm still trying to toss oh, up. I can't wait. I don't know what I want to go. Do I do I want to go home affairs to win, or do I want to do I want to smash that, or I don't want to smash Artorias to place? Oh, Artorias will beat home affairs. I reckon. I I, I do too. I got this weird feeling that i reckon you just absolutely <laughs> loathe the ascot straights but uh anyway mm. do you have a horse to follow for hong kong or do you want to just move on to ippy uh i'll, I'll find one up on Saturday um, if you want. i'll find i'll find one but let's uh let's we'll get through the the this the, the uh, australian form first and um yeah we'll come back to it all right too easy ipswich weather 22 and sunny rails out half a meter currently it's a soft five however with the good conditions to come over the next 48 hours probably should be playing on a good track um bias at ipswich blake i'm not sure if you follow the ipswich races are you that dj <laughs> sometimes i am jason but it's been a while so i my, my memory's not that good it's a bit more like a goldfish these days so um it, I'll be leaving that one up to you to let me know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Um, let's move on. Race seven. <laughs> Race seven is the Ipswich Cup uh, over the 2150 listed race for the Colts and, sorry, not the Colts, the Gellings and Mares. Uh, very open race, this. It is a huge field of 16 horses. Skyman has been scratched from the race, funnily enough. He was dual accepted. So it shows the opinion on hashtag Skyman. That might be good. That might be good for a for a bet later, early in the program. Um, we got Bartholomew Diaz at four dollars eighty heading to current market with our intrigue. They're both four dollars eighty with Dabble. Um, are you with one of these gallopers, or is there one at a bit of a price that interests your? Health? Uh, well, there is there is one that one of those two that you did mention that I have a little bit of interest in, um, but he's not going to be my official pick of the race. I thought Bartholomew Diaz's last start um, was a massive, massive improvement from his first run of the prep, which was uh, in Sydney um, behind Knight of Power, a horse called Knight of Power, who's going pretty well, and that form line seems to be pretty strong. So um, obviously Bartholomew Diaz winning second up uh, has strengthened that form line as well. But um, the horse that I most likely am going to be with here is a horse that I mentioned before on the podcast, actually. Um, and I've been following him for quite a while. It's, it's a horse called Birderbeck. Yes. Uh, out of the John O'Shea stable. Here, um, here. Here, here. <laughs> listen to him. 
listen to him. He's he's hanging off the roof at this point. Um, yeah, no, the the issue I have with Burdebeck um, following him is the eight year old tag. Um, it always it always gives me a few gives me a few doubts. Um, makes me a bit hesitant to back him. But if you just, just go back just through his form and the way he's been running. Um, it's it's, you know nature stripe you know nature stripe <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's Burdebeck's running in Australia though it's a bit oh, stiff a competition when you're running here doesn't matter doesn't matter what level could be a benchmark 78 still yeah. stiff a top competition I think we'll but, um, Burdebeck <laughs> Burdebeck so um yeah no I, I really like Burdebeck and um he, he's been in the black book I I can't remember exactly when I mentioned him but I you probably got a better memory of this than I do, Jason, but I was, I was talking him up a while ago. Um, and yeah, I didn't even realize he was an eight year old back then, but yeah, I've been following him ever since and he's been running pretty well. Uh, he had, he had a really long run of, uh, of wet tracks in Sydney, uh, prior to coming up to, to Queensland. Um, now we're, we're on a soft five at the moment, but I don't think that's going to be anywhere near as tough for him as, as his, you know, the heavy tracks that he was running on, uh, in Sydney and the last start behind big boy Roy um, seemed pretty good from uh, from well back in the field now the the biggest sort of factor that's steering me into Burdebeck here is getting up over the 2000 meters um, I think he's just a much better horse at that trip he's, he's had three goes over the distance for two wins uh, and a third placing so he hasn't missed top three he's had two wins from three starts um, and his dry his dry track form is far better than his wet track form. So if we do end up on a good track, I'd be even more confident in Burdebeck, but he's drawn well in gate five, and I think um, this is the best race that I've seen him in, the best sort of setup that he's had since I've black booked him, which was a while ago. So um, I'll definitely be, yeah, pretty interested in him here in this race. Um but yeah, apart from him, I thought yeah Bartholomew Diaz was was going pretty well off that last run as well. And the other one that I really like is Street Dancer, who's drawn gate two. Cole Wilson Taylor can't do anything wrong at the moment. He just rides winners with his eyes closed. And um, if you take out the the dirt track run two back or the poly track run at Sunshine Coast, Street Dancer's got an elite record uh, this prep and just seems to be well on the up as a four year old. So from gate two. Um, Street dancer, almost double figures looks pretty good as well. Those were the three I was uh, sort of planning on on betting around in the race. Um, what about you, Jason? Here, here, Burdebeck, doubling down, buddy, doubling down. Uh, yeah, I thought his two runs back this preparation um, in Sydney were just fair, but as Blake's already alluded to, wet tracks aren't his go. He's had fourteen starts in total on wet tracks for a win a second and a third compared to his record on good tracks, 19 starts for five wins, a second and two thirds. So um, very much improved run last time in the Lord Mayor's Cup. That was an absolute sedate tempo that was put on by big boy Roy. He went 8.6 lengths slower than standard to the 600 meters. Berterbeck being a big horse, got back, hit the line well enough, does need this trip now. Blake's already alluded to his very good record at the distance. He's just a typical cups horse. I think you look at his, his runs in the past, he's run, He's won a Wyong Cup. He's come fourth in a Grafton Cup. He's come second in a Mikel Cup, um, as as we, what we covered earlier this time last year. Um, I think my I don't have any queries at all, to be honest with you. I literally have nothing. You could look at the weight and say, well, he's he, he is carrying a bit of weight compared to the rest of the field. However, he has he has earned that right. 
And if you look back through his career, there was a day at Rose Hill where he carried 66 kilos on a heavy eight track. And, and he ran he ran sixth, beaten four lamps to Steely, Lakeen and Wicklow. You know, if any of those three runners were in this field, they'd be heavily supported in the market too. So he wasn't too far off. And he's also he's also won with 61 and a half kilos on his back in over the 1400 at Melbourne in Benchmark 90 company. So weight shouldn't be an issue. Orman in form, O'Shea stable, always going well, good track suits. Um, very bullish. If he doesn't run top three, I'd be very surprised. I think we've got to get a great run for our money. Yeah, too easy. That's about it. All right. Race eight, Eyeliner Stakes, 1350. Group and listed race for everyone, pretty much. Favorite here, Vinco for the Tony Gollan Yard, around that 460 mark with double. And then we've got Paladas also for the T Gollan Stable. You don't want to get Gollan in this race. I felt that through the week. $5.50, Jay Byrne, Jimmy Byrne to ride from barrier 13 currently. Two emergencies in this race hold a bit of weight because they both draw barrier four and one. So when, once these two come out, horses from the wide draws will come in a touch. Blake, thoughts on this race? Where does the speed come from? Speed everywhere by the looks of it. Yeah, literally you um you answered your own question there, Jason, but I would have given you the same bloody answer. So um, not much really needs to be said apart from yeah, speed all over the shop. Um, Emerald Kingdom is probably gonna go for, go for the lead, I reckon. Um, and he's had he's had good runs in his last couple where he's he's drawn much better and and that sort of thing. So he'll probably be trying to find the rail and go forward. But underneath him, there's there's plenty. Um, Gaspodin is probably the one that will go for it underneath him the most. But then. Hollyfield will probably try and cross um, and be somewhere up there as well. And sort of work drawn the outside as well. So um, yeah, there'll be plenty trying to get a spot, even if they're not trying to out and out lead, which I think Emerald Kingdom is the one that will, will be doing that. But the other ones I think will be trying to find good spots handy as, um, as well, which, you know, often leads to those four or five wide runs into the turn, um, which eventually leads to the, the, the sort of long-term sustained early speed um, versus everyone just finding their positions pretty quickly and then the tempo just coming straight out of the race. So I think it'll be a, a fairly run race. Um, with that in mind, is, you know, are there any horses that stand out to you, Jason? Or I'm tossing up between two runners currently. I'm tossing up between Charlize bringing that form up from Melbourne. Thought that run in a listed race down the straight six with Tia Nugent in the saddle was relatively solid. She actually um, finished off quite well um, before peaking a little bit late on her run. Um, I think when her, she is stepping up here now to the 1350, she's a mare that got over the 2000 meters last preparation. Um, she's placed at 1800 meters. She's the one who's probably going to get back and really relish this fast tempo. Uh, the times that she has been to Queensland, she's really lapped up the sun um if you look at her record in queensland she's had what's that one two two starts two starts for a win in the listed spear chief handicap beating groundswell and louvoir and she's also ran second in a listed glasshouse running second to our king of hastings and being home desert lord who's in the market for this race so i think her from a low draw steph thornton on board great jockey should just ride her cold and she can be one that finishes over the top um, and then just one I want to mention that has a lot of market support here and, and probably just based upon purely his very little luck at um, 
at stages in his career, Paladas for Teague Olin and Jimmy Byrne. They won this race in 2018 with I'm a Ripper. Um, and Tony Gollan has won three of the past, what's that, seven editions of this race. So he knows how to set a horse for this race, the master trainer up there. Um, thought that run behind um, Francesco Gardi was pretty solid. Um, he likes his tracks, had three starts for a win, and he runs second to a horse called Palacepan, who most people probably wouldn't have been known until last week when that horse won a, a group race from memory. So um, I think Wide Barrier actually genuinely suits this horse. Um, so he should not find any backsides this time. Um, and yeah, he could come down the outside and run a cheeky race. Well, I like what you uh, I like what you said about about going there, Jason. But um, but I'm going to be applying that um, those statistics to Vinco in this cool. race. I think I think the favourite here is deserved favourite and probably deserves to be shorter. Um, the run two starts ago behind Soxagon, Alligator Blood, and Nikanova. You got a Group One winner now coming out of that race, and um, he was pretty unlucky at least not to beat Holyfield who was in the same race um and was 0.4 lengths off Soxagon it was a it was a blanket finish with with Holyfield in that finish but Vinco in that race was drawn um drawn barrier eight and ended up so far back in the run and then um you know was just sort of hunting hunting for runs between horses and um saw plenty of interference in the straight had he not seen that interference I think um I think he would have gone very close to winning the race and almost undoubtedly would have beat Holyfield home. And then he backed that up by winning last start pretty comfortably. Um, he got leaders back over the 1500 at Eagle farm and, and shot away uh, in the straight. So I think he's the one that has the right form for this with, with the alligator blood, Soxagon, Nikonova. I know Soxagon and Nikonova didn't go so well, um, but with a group one winner coming out of any race um, and then, you know, going back to a listed race that form has to be has to be top of the um top of the food chain for this so vinko for me um i think he's already shortened since opening and uh i expect him to shorten more he's drawn well in gate seven um most of the most of the other horses or the other the other three of the top four in the market are all drawn double figures so uh, gate seven looks pretty good in that regard and if vinko does get get back a little bit i think with all that speed that we mentioned earlier um it'll be setting it up for him late so vinko for me and fairly confident mm. mr vink how are you brother um too easy all right we'll move on to race nine it's the gay waterhouse phillies and mares classic listed race over the 1200 meters current market favorite is tahitian dancer for t Gollum. equal elect with yuan diva for Richard and Will Friedman, Jimmy Byrne to ride there. So he's Mr. Jimmy Byrne's gone past his old his old sparring partner T Gollum, and he's going with a with a Friedman runner here, which is quite interesting. Uh, speed in the race doesn't look to be a lot of speed. Blake looks a bit of a centerfire would definitely go forward from barrier one, but other than that, it's kind of take your pick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if centerfire does take the lead from barrier one, um, I think chances are no horses will be want, wanting to sit outside him or try and press him for the lead. So um, it might be, it might turn out to be one of those Apache chases. Oh, don't do that. Mm. <laughs> um, who are you with here? You, do you like any runners here? Do you like anything? Any black bookers here? 
no black bookers. Um, it was a horse earlier, though. It was a horse, I remember. Well, there were, there were two horse, the, the two favorites in this race. Um, they they have very, very similar form. They raced each other in their last two starts, and Tahitian dancers had the measure of Juan Diva both times. Um, whether or not he'll he'll have his measure again um, is, I guess, up for debate. Um, they've they've pretty much met at the same same weights the whole way through. But Tahitian dancers drawn uh, ten this time, and Juan Diva's drawn three. Um, but two starts ago, Juan Diva was drawn one with uh, with Barrier Board in the in the bright shadow, and ended up running fourth to Written Beauty, where Tahitian dancer beat him beat him pretty comfortably. Uh, there was at least two lengths between them um, and Tahitian Dancer was drawn 11. So it's splitting hairs for me between those two, but uh, I think those two have the right form for the race behind Written Beauty and Najmati in their last two runs. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really not a race that I'm super confident in. If I had to have something, you know, sort of at odds, which if I was forced to play my hand in the race, I'd probably go for something at odds because it's so hard to split those ones at the top. Uh, Glitter Strip is one that interests me a little bit. Um, I've actually had some success on backing the horse um, previously at big odds, and she's in this race at big odds again. Um, Pikey aboard her last time, ran second. That was a pretty good run, and um, it's she's she's had to or she's endured sort of a um, little bit of a little bit of an awkward run in her last two starts. Um, she's copped a few bumps and had to weave weave a few passages to get clear. So um, I think it's a bit hard to gauge, like just off one run, that first up run, where she's going to be at for this run, um, whether or not it gets to a, a good four or how wet it really is um, will definitely affect how she goes because she has had six starts on dry tracks for no wins, uh, one second and one third, but on the soft, completely different story. So interesting to see how... Um, how it ends up on the day, what the pattern's like and that sort of thing. But she's, she is drawn wide and there's a few things against her, but at over 20s, um, yeah, that's that that would probably be the way I go if I was looking for a roughie. I like pull anchor as well. Um, he's, he's often pretty consistent, but... Yeah, it's a really tough race for me, Jason. Did you did you have a way of did you have a way of analyzing this one, or are you like me and just not sure? Ooh, well, there is one here that does spruik my interest just a touch. Um, Tycoon Evie drawn at barrier five. Um, M Duplessis, Mark Duplessis on board. First up was in that stakes race, finished sixth, beaten two and a bit um, to Najmati. Uh, the main point I want to mention here is this mare did settle back in the field on that occasion. Um, she can go forward. She can sit much, much further forward in running. Last preparation, second up, she won a benchmark 85 race um, at Eagle Farm, sitting outside the leader for the entire way. Uh, so from barrier five, I'm expecting to be a lot more positive than where she got to last time. She does have to turn the tables on Tahitian Dancer. However, she was first up there. Tahitian Dancer was fourth up. So there is a, I guess, a fitness push, in my opinion, towards Tycoon Evie. And then you look at the fact that she only has to make up, what is that, one length, and she meets Tahitian Dancer 
two kilos better off the weights. So add in the fact, Ipswich, 1,200 metres, to get back runner, Tycoon Evie can get push forward. I just think $9.50 compared to $4.80 currently. I could be completely wrong. I think Tayshin Dancer does have a class edge on Tycoon Evie, but if I'm looking at the market just to narrowing those two down, I'd much rather be on the horse at double the price where I'm getting a couple of benefits in her favour this time around. Um, Juan Diva in that exact race was, in my opinion, a bit a bit plain. Um, and, and she was okay in that listed race behind Written Beauty. Uh, but, you know, her first up run at Flemington, uh, Caulfield, sorry, was just off the charts. And then she sort of dropped off a little bit since then. So I'd be interested to see what she does. Um, got her a groove. Blake Glitterstrip, she's a bit of a tease. And she, she's she's sucked me in a few times. But she is a mare that's well capable of winning a race of this quality. Um, she's already proven in the past. She's run she's run very big races at um, listed in group three level. And she is one from one at the track. So there's enough there to suggest she could be in it at a very big price. Um but yeah, I'm I'm pretty shocked to see the price in regards to Tycoon Evie. I just think, I just think they might have missed her a little bit. But there, there is a bit of a nibble, so they've, they've turned her in a little bit. Elevens into eight fifty on some places. So, um, yeah, Tycoon Evie for me. Too easy. Too easy. All right. Um, Flemington. Flemington. We've got a couple of one race at Flemington. Blake has a good bet at Flemington. He's been telling me since Wednesday. He's been chewing my ear off. So race six. <laughs> It is an open handicap for every single horse in Australia over the 14, 20 metres. Current favourite in the race is Savvy Dance for the Price and Kent Junior stable, uh, $4.60 with our great friends at Dabble. Blake, run us through the race. You are very keen to cover this race. Uh, yeah, well, I, I covered it. I covered it on Wednesday myself when the market's opened, which is uh, a little bit degen of me, but I was... Yeah, I was pretty keen uh, when I did see the markets because there's a horse in the race that I've been following for a while, pretty similar to Birdebeck. Um, probably not as long that I've been following him, but he has been going well, um, especially his last two runs. And the horse that I'm talking about is Biometric, number seven. Um, and I think he gets a really, really nice setup here uh, from Barrier One. So I looked at the race, um, the, the top sort of horses in the market are Zoist, who... He's he's a really, really good horse on his day and he's shown ability that not many horses have to be able to reel off some really, really fast closing sectionals um, in races. But he, he's, he's from South Australia and he's been running in South Australia, but he's, he's come to Caulfield and his last run um, on, a, on a soft track was was well below par for his, for his standards. Now, John McNeil's on this time, which, um, you know, is, is a bit of a positive, but I can't have him favorite on just off that run. And his run prior to that behind Morvana bold star, that was also slightly below par. So I'm not too sure where Zoist is at, but I can't have him favorite off those two runs. Um, Bands on fire was decent. Uh, down the Flemington Strait behind Ocean Beyond, uh, Crestani on the lead. Pretty decent form race, um, you know, with those horses. But same thing, um, just off that Flemington Strait run, um, it's very difficult to gauge for me where Bams on Fire's at and and how she's going. So I'm not sure what price I'd have her and, and Tabby Dance first up. So there's a few question marks about all these horses that are above biometric in the market. 
and, and shorter than biometric in the market. And then you look at biometric, his last three runs or his last two runs at least, two starts ago, he was 10th of 11, completely held up, not a single gap opened up. I showed you the replay, Jason. Absolutely no hope. No hope to even beat a horse home um, behind Mankay and Beltoro. Uh, we already mentioned how how we liked that form line with uh, with Skyman in Sydney. So same same form line for Biometric um, here. And yeah, it was $41 that day and just had absolutely zero chance to, to do anything. Didn't get a single gap the whole race. So um, basically rule that out and, and he was, he was traveling pretty, pretty well. So, um, how do you've got a gap? I think it would want run pretty well in that race and it's a strong form line for this race. And then last start third to triple missile mystery shot was, was a phenomenal run from, ba uh, barrier 15 with Michael D aboard. Uh, he rides again this time and the horse, yeah, the horse charged home down the outside. I showed you this replay as well, Jason, at um at big double figure odds and was clearly the best closer in the race um along with i think it was b hunter who's good form as well so i'm of the opinion that biometric is going really really well um for the stable and i think he gets a really nice setup here barrier one um there's there's not too much speed in the race um especially with zoist and bams on fire i don't think they'll be you know too eager to to get forward in the run and um if biometric can hold a spot leaders back or you know two back the rail um three back the rail i think he'll be in prime in prime positioning to um to win the race he just needs a gap which he didn't get two starts ago in a strong form line so wrap all of that up and then put a seven dollar fifty tag on it or you know whatever you want around eight dollars i think I think that's a really, really good bet and, and one of the better bets I've seen in a while. So who knows? We, we might might wake up tomorrow and the horse runs bloody dead last, but um, I've just given him a, a huge, huge mention. So he better not. Absolute trumpets there from Blake. And I'm sure all the listeners have got the little notepads out that are on that stuff down. Um and yeah, I'm, I'm happy to follow you. I don't even want to do four in the race now. I feel sick to even think to, to go against that judgment. Um, yeah, no, every point you make is absolutely dead on. And I uh, just can't wait to watch the race with you in the office. I think we might need to get you on videotape cheering at home. Um, <laughs> and if it salutes, get to post it out on the socials. If it doesn't, then get to post it on the socials too. Um, other than that, we don't really have much else to cover. Best bets around the country. I think you've already mentioned your your probably your best or best value of the day at least. Anything yeah, yeah. Well, well, biometric is biometrics definitely going in as um as one of my my more confident bets tomorrow. Um, King's Trust gets in as well. Rose Hill Race Two. Um, the horse hasn't seemingly been going very well of late but has drawn absolutely woeful gates uh for for a while he ran 10th from barrier 15 11th from barrier 14 8th from barrier 11 and then last start he drew barrier six finally got a good gate and he ran fifth stormed home uh from back in the field um gets barrier four this time and tommy berry's on now in a highway which is um big flashing lights last start was big flashing lights so at double figure odds i think king's trust is interesting um TJ Robinson usually has a stranglehold on the highways as well. So usually pretty, pretty safe to be sticking with, with the TJ Robinson horses in those races. Um, obviously, Berta Beck, I mentioned, 
Um, I'm interested in Rubamos as well, who's who's running in Sydney um, in the last at Rose Hill. Drawn wide, but I watched the trials and his latest trial was phenomenal. Um, first up, three starts, two wins. Good over the distance, good on dry tracks. Jason Collett's aboard for Waller. Um, a lot of ticks there and the, and the horse, well, he was double figures. He'd been backed in now he's around nine or eight dollars. So um, I think it's a winnable race for him first up um, and I'd be interested to see how he goes. But there's not too many that are that are really short that I'm confident in, but those are a few um, that you could definitely have a play around if you're interested, punters. Beautiful. Um, I'm with Winks tomorrow. Um, zipping Winks, that is. <laughs> race, race eight, number two. Dubbo, don't worry about the horses, mate. Look at the greyhounds. I'll tell you what, this bitch, she might open up a nice price for us to get a bit of a get a bit of get a get a get a few drinks out of for tomorrow night for the circuit. I know a few of the punters like going around on the the Darling Harbour circuit on a Saturday night. It's quite dangerous out there. So um I'm not sure what's got to be open around there. You got your pontoons, you got your cargoes, you got your marquees. Um, maybe, maybe our Victorian viewers are going down to Albion. Who the hell knows? I'm not too sure, but um Yes, yeah, so that's Dubbo race eight number two. Is even winks. I'm interested to see what the price opens up because I feel like we've got to get a bit of a filthy price, and I reckon we might have a double. Might be some info, uh, inside info there from JC. Let one slip there. All right, that's about it. That's about it. We're eight minutes into the Celtics and Golden State game at eleven eighteen. So I will let you go. And they're up, up the seas, up the seas. Fourteen to two. What a run. Fourteen to two already. Jeez, wow. Good chat as Grant Williams scored. Yeah, so hopefully when when you're all listening to this, once it goes up, punters, you've got a, a nice big tick next, next to Boston in, in game six, forcing a game seven. And then we can just smash the unders in game seven because they won't even score 180 points. Beautiful. I love it. I want a game seven. I love the game sevens. They're amazing. All right. Too yeah. easy, Blake. Best of luck tomorrow on the punt. I'll see you tomorrow. And listeners, best of luck on the punt. Huge day from Ipswich. Three listed races. And hopefully plenty of winners for all you folks. Adios. Ditto for me. Ditto for me.